0: Today's broadcast of Bagels and Blessings has been previously recorded at an earlier time. Shalom Haverim, that's Hebrew for hello, friends, and Shabbat Shalom, that's Hebrew for Sabbath peace. This is Ethel Chadwick. Welcome to another week of Bagels and Blessings. So here's what's happening today on Bagels and Blessings. You're going to hear an interview with Petra Scott. So stay with me and I'll be right back. Fakils and Blessings is a ministry of Congregation Shema Yisrael. We are a messianic congregation made up of Jews and Gentiles who believe that Jesus, or Yeshua, is the promised Messiah. Our services contain Jewish liturgy and Davidic dancing, and we celebrate the Feasts of Israel. We meet at 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton, and our services are Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock a.m. Please join us for worship. And while you're in the building, be sure to check out the Fig Tree Messianic Bookstore and Gift Shop now open on Wednesdays from 3 to 5, Thursdays from 2 to 5, and Saturdays after services up till 1 o'clock p.m. You can call the Fig Tree Bookstore at 585-484-7775. The Fig Tree Bookstore and Gift Shop is a great place for books, CDs, cards, jewelry, and so much more. So be sure to check them out when you visit the Congregational Building. And now, when you make a purchase at the Fig Tree Bookstore, you can fill out a raffle ticket. Those names will be drawn for a prize from Bagels and Blessings. So those of you in the Rochester, New York area, be sure to visit Shemai Yisrael and the Fig Tree Bookstore and Gift Shop and fill out your ticket for a chance to win a prize from Bagels and Blessings.
1: Shalom, shalom, Jerusalem. Shalom, 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 Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat, shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat 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 shalom.
0: Here is Misha Getz from her new CD, A Time for Everything, and this is called Arise.
2: Shalom. This is Misha Getz, and you're listening to Bagels and Blessings.
0: Several years ago, I had the opportunity to interview Aviad Cohen, also known as Fifty Shekel, and he tragically lost his life way too soon. But I always liked this song that he recorded with Sharon Wilbur. Enjoy.
3: Listen up, it's Yeshua on the radio. King of kings, lord of lords, if you didn't know. Prophesied in the word, he is your son. One eternal life, he's saving everyone who repents.
4: Listen up, it's Yeshua on the radio. on the radio
3: Yeah, yeah Everywhere, all around Things are getting strange End of times And I cry selling you change All that money that you got Can't buy you truth Cause it's free for the old And for the youth that's right. Come
4: on. Listen up, it's Yeshua on the radio. Oh, 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 oh. Turn it up, it's Yeshua on the radio.
3: Do you know where you go, wing, when you die? Really think you're coming back as a butterfly? No, nice try. Open up the word, and then you will see. He's the way, truth, and life for you and me. That's right. Come on.
4: Listen up, it's Yeshua on the radio. Oh 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 oh. Turn it up, it's Yeshua on the radio. Listen up, it's Yeshua.
0: Again, that was Aviad Cohen with Sharon Wilbur, Yeshua on the Radio. This is Ethel Chadwick. You're listening to Bagels and Blessings. Stay tuned for an interview with Petra Scott. But right now, Here's some pretty cool music from Aaron Schust. Oh, daughters of Zion
5: Oh, Abraham's sons Hear the words of your father Hear his promise of love I will make you a blessing So count the stars if you can. You will be a great nation. I will give you this land. I will bring you back home. I'll bring you back home, all my children. Though you've wandered like strangers to the ends of the earth, I will send you a savior. I will finish my work. You have no other shepherd. You have no. are waiting in Zion once more. I will of Abraham I will wash you with water I will offer the lamb though your sins were like scarlet they'll be whiter than snow I have always been with you I will never let go. I will bring you back home. I'll bring you back home.
0: I'd like to thank Excellent Air, Heating, and Cooling for sponsoring Bagels and Blessings. Give them a call today at 585-889-7840. They're a family-owned and operated business. Their prices are fantastic. They will take care of your air conditioner in the summer and your furnace in the winter. Give them a call today because they love the Lord and they are excellent. Excellent Air, Heating, and Cooling. 585 585- 889-7840. Well, I think that Becca Shea recorded one of the coolest songs ever about Yeshua. You're going to love it.
4: the a
3: and Blessings is a ministry of Shema Yisrael Messianic Congregation. Your tax-deductible contributions will help keep this program on the air. Make checks out to Shema Yisrael, that's S-H-E-M-A-Y-I-S-R-A-E-L, and please put Bagels and Blessings on the memo portion of your check. Send your contributions to Bagels and Blessings, Post Office Box 192, Scottsville, New York, 14546-0192. And you're invited to come and experience Messianic worship in person, Saturday mornings at Ten AM, two fifty, Edgewood Avenue in Brighton.
0: And now here's Marty Getz with Havana Havana Gila.
1: Akila alvan, Akila ben is Avanaquila, 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 alvan, Akila alvan, Akila and and Bless me, a bless me, a bless me, bless me, bless me, Abana Ranana Abana Ranana Abana Ranana Bad is Maha Uru Uru Achim Urachim 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 Havana, 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 Havana,
6: Havana, 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 Havana,
1: Havana,
6: ha, ila, Havana, ila, Havana,
1: ila, Venice, la. Havana, ranana, Havana, ranana, Havana, Venice, la. Havana, 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 Venice, la. Hey!
0: again, that was Marty Getz, and you might be wondering what in the world does that mean? Hava means let us rejoice. It's a very happy song and you'll often hear it at a Jewish wedding and people will dance a special dance where you stand in a circle and hold hands and you kind of hop and kick and keep moving to the left and that dance is called the Hora and you know we Jews love to love to party and you know the old joke about holidays almost every Jewish holiday. They attacked us. We won. Let's eat. And I'll add something to that. Let's celebrate. Let's dance. We love to dance. All right. Well, this is Ethel Chadwick. You're listening to Bagels and Blessings. And in just a few minutes, you'll hear my interview with Petra Scott. And speaking of dancing, here's Joshua Aaron with David Danced.
7: When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart I will dance like David danced When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart I will dance like David danced I will dance, I will Like David dance, I will dance, I will dance, I will dance, like David dance. Like David danced When the spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart I will dance like David danced And I will dance, I will dance I will dance like David danced I will dance, I will dance I will dance like David we D- D-
0: Here's my interview with Petra Scott. Petra Scott, welcome to Bagels and Blessings. Thank you.
2: Thank you for having me, Ethel. I'm so excited to talk to you today.
0: I am really excited to have you on Bagels and Blessings. I can't wait to hear all about you. I'd like to know, for starters, did you grow up in a typical Jewish home or a non-Jewish home or what was your story growing up?
2: so my story growing up was I was born and raised on the west side of Chicago Illinois and I was born as a pastor's kid my father my mother were full-time pastors in the evangelical free denomination and I was their first child born into the ministry so even my name Petra Um, is named after my father's church. His church was called Rock of Our Salvation, uh, Evangelical Free Church. And so they thought I was going to be a boy. And they said, you know, well, Peter sounds like it could be a good name. We want to name him after the church. And then we had some members of our church that were missionaries. And they said, well, hey, if the Lord chooses to give you a girl, why don't you think of the name Petra? Um, and Petra is also, you know, it also means rock. It's like the feminine form of Peter. And so I grew up um, in the Christian church. And my father, around 2003, was exposed through Promise Keepers, a ministry he was a part of, to the Messianic movement. And uh, he was challenged by uh, Rabbi Solomon um, out of Georgia about really getting to know and understand who the Messianic Jewish movement was and and what God's chosen people um, are called and purposed to do and the significance of Jew and Gentile being one in Messiah. And so as he began to embark down that journey, I also was at the time in ministry school in Azusa, California, and I was getting my degree in ministry, and God really impressed on my heart the importance of not just knowing who Jesus is in His divinity, but also understanding who He is as Yeshua and who He is in His humanity. And so from that moment on, um, we've been supporters, allies, and family within the Messianic Jewish community.
0: Wow. that, That sums it all up. That is fantastic. I do want to go back a little bit because it's interesting when children grow up in a home where their parents are believers, a lot of times they become believers independently of their parents at some point later on in their life. I'm wondering if that happened to you as well.
2: Yes. Well, I'm I'm so glad you asked that question because You know, there's a little saying that's out there um, that ministry kids or pastors or sometimes rabbis kids can be sometimes the most difficult kids. I I call it a stereotype, but in a way, sometimes it has a vein of truth to it, because what I found in my journey and through the, the different people that I've had the privilege of counseling through the years is that children that grow up in ministry don't have the ability to choose their own journey. They don't have the freedom sometimes to have the ebbs and flows of questioning your faith or going through seasons of doubt or uncertainty as it pertains to the Lord. A lot of times when you're born into a ministry family, people expect you to have the same Kind of ministry fortitude, or 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 just knowledge that your parents have, and so it's expected of you to know scripture and to know, you know, the liturgy and to know all of the protocols that come with being a believer. And so for me, Ethel, um, I went through what I call the dark night of the soul. You know, <laughs> my rebellious season where I really didn't want to have anything to do with the Lord. I I didn't want to have anything to do with Yeshua. And what I found was a lot of what I experienced was hurt from people in ministry, things I witnessed my parents go through, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the similar experiences that I had myself. And so I was really turned away from the faith. And I was 16 years old. And I was going to a school, Denver School of the Arts. We moved from Chicago to Denver in the late 90s. And I remember um, having a moment where I had a friend that was emancipated. And I said, you know what? Um, I'm tired of living in my home. I felt like it was religious oppression, you know, this rebel teen. And I had a friend that said, listen, I'm emancipated. You can come stay with me and my boyfriend. And so I had found my birth certificate and my social security card in my mom's files. And I had decided that day that I was going to leave home and never turn back. And so as I'm standing on the steps of the School of the Arts that I was attending, for the first time in my life, I heard the voice of the Lord speak to me. And the Lord said, Petra, choose this day who you will serve. Either you're going to go all the way for me or you're going to go all the way in the world. But I want you to choose today who you will serve. And I just felt the Holy Spirit really leading me, um, to choose the way in which I was brought up to choose the Lord. And from that moment on, I've been sold out for Yeshua ever since. And, um, I recently released a book in August of this year. And in that book, I detail how I had a journey that moved me from religion into intimate relationship with the Lord. And that process began as a teenager on those steps.
0: Ooh, how exciting. Tell us the name of the book and where we can buy it.
2: So the name of the book is called Intimacy, and the subtitle is Unlearning Religion, Embracing God. And you can buy this book by me, my author. My full name is Petra F. W. Scott. Um, And you can buy the book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble's, book baby.com. Um, and you can also just Google the book and it'll bring up a slew of other ways that you can get the book in both hard copy and electronically. If you're one of those Kindle or e-read book people out there, you can get the book that way. But I detail a lot of my testimony, um, that i shared on both ends, not just how I came to have this passionate relationship with the Lord you know, for myself as a kid that grew up in ministry, but also how I got to know my Jewish Messiah. um, I include that in the book and understanding the Lord and his divinity and his humanity and understanding what it means to be in relationship with Messianic believers as well.
0: That sounds fantastic. I love it. So you and your family have embraced the Jewish roots of your faith. How, How has your life changed since you decided to do that?
2: Wow. So I mean, I, (laughs) I feel, and I explain it this way. Um, you know, I love the Lord. I grew up knowing the Lord, but when I had the revelation and here's just a, a snippet of the revelation that I had, I remember the first time, um, I went to a road to Jerusalem conference, which is the ministry I'm now president and CEO of. Um, but at this conference that I attended, it was all about helping Gentile believers in the church understand the significance and importance of Israel and Messianic Jewish believers. And initially when I heard about how this was happening in this movement, I was a little unsure, you know, I was a little unsure as to what this meant for me personally. And I remember being at the conference. I remember meeting some young adult Messianic Jewish believers and they were on fire like the Lord for the Lord, just like me. But one thing was different was I was in school for ministry. I was getting my degree in ministry. I was in, you know, uh, theological, biblical studies classes and they were not. I just say hey, we love the Lord, you know, as we were leaving and eating some pizza together. I said, let's just talk about the word, you know, let's get to the word and talk about what we feel God is saying and doing in this time. And Ethel, when I tell you, we open the word and my Messianic brothers that were my age uh, in, in their early 20s and, and late teens began to break down the word of God in Hebrew. And the culture and the context in ways in which I hadn't seen my professors do. And it was in that moment that time stood still. And the Lord said to me, he said, Petra, he said, a lot of times church says that they are the bride of Christ. And he said, the bride is when Jew and Gentile stand together as one. You can't ignore the remnant, the the natural branch on the olive tree, Romans 11. And think that you're just by yourself the bride. And he said, and even so, take that marriage analogy. If I if I'm the bridegroom in the church and in the remnant of, of messianic believers are the bride, he said, How can you imagine getting married and someone saying to you, Petra, I love you, but who you are as an African American woman, let's just keep that out of our relationship. I just want your personality and your talents and abilities, but who you are culturally and ethnically as African-American women, let's just leave that and your people out of our marriage. Well, I would tell that person, Ethel, hit the road, Jack. <laughs> Don't you come back no more. Because <laughs> who I am as an African-American woman and my culture has helped to shape how I see the world. It's enhanced, you know, my worldview. And it's a very integral part of my life. And the Lord said in that moment, you have said to me, Yeshua, I want your grace, I want your salvation, I want your miracles and your love and your wonderworking, miraculous power. Ah, but who you are as a Jewish man and, and your Jewish people, oh, let's keep that separate from the church and how we express faith. And in that moment, I realized that I was doing a disservice to myself by not fully and intimately embracing all of who my savior was. And so as I began to go on that journey and I learned Ethel from my Messianic Jewish brothers and sisters, how to do Shabbat. I learned about the Mladim, the appointed times, Sukkot and uh, Yom Teruah. And I learned about Hanukkah, which we're enjoying celebrating right now. And in many of the other uh, Shavuot and, and, and the list goes on, I learned how to align with heaven. I learned that weekly during Shabbat, I could tap into the presence of Adonai and experience his power and his ruach in a very real and tangible way. And so what I've learned in embracing the Jewish roots of my faith has not only transformed me individually, but it's at the essence of how I do ministry and how I introduce people to the Lord.
0: Mm, I love what I'm hearing. Wow. So what about your extended family, cousins, aunts, uncles, any brothers and sisters? Do they all understand your desire to align with the Jewish people?
2: So funny story. When I met my husband um, in 2009, I, uh, I immediately, knowing my call, right, uh, that was one of the The preliminary requirements, Um, I said to him so lovingly, I said, honey, or I didn't call him honey at the time, but I I called him Gary. I said, as we began to talk and we began to fall in love, I said, listen, this is who I am. This is what I'm called to. And I said, any husband of mine has to be willing to lay down his life for the Jewish people. (laughs) I said, because I said the way things work and, and with the way these end times could shape up. I said, I firmly believe in a never again. I said, if it comes down to all nations turning against Israel and hostility turning against Jewish believers, I said, I am laying my life down to stand up for them. I said, because if Yeshua was walking this planet, that's where he would be. And that's who I would be standing up for. And he immediately um, God gave him a revelation of his own and, and together, you know, we are, we are allies for, for our Jewish brothers and sisters, but it's so funny when we got married, we got married under a hoopah. my dad officiated, but it was co-officiated, uh, by a, uh, ordained rabbi as well. And, um, he was a, a pastor and a messianic rabbi. And, you know, we, I walked around him seven times. He did the mazel tag, And it was so funny because simply we were asked, wait a minute, I'm confused. Are you guys Jewish? Are you guys converting? <laughs> and we looked, at, we looked at them simply, Ethel, and said, no, we're not, but Jesus is. Hallelujah. <laughs> and they literally said, oh, tell us more. And so we, as we've explained things to them, and I have another really quick testimony.
0: Sure, go for it.
2: I have an aunt and uncle that we had invited to our home for Shabbat. And it was their first time experiencing Shabbat. And they were very nervous and skeptical initially. They were like, is is this holy? Is this laid back? And I said, no. I said, let me tell you. I said, this is something that we learned from our Jewish brothers and sisters. And I said, what we do on the Sabbath is we recline. I said, the Lord loved to recline. I said, this is very laid back and i said uh, what we're going to do is not about being legalistically perfect down to the jot and the tittle i said it's about inviting the lord in participating in his 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 table and and then seeing how his blessings can empower the family and so they did it and we came in and we lit the candles and i said a blessing over the candles and then Uh, We did the cup and the bread and and our family, we've learned the Hebrew, the kiddish, you know, the Hebrew way to say it, but we also say it in English. And then after that, you know, there's the traditional blessings that happen in the Shabbat table where the husband blesses the wife and Proverbs 31 and we bless the children to be like Rachel and Leah and Ephraim and Manasseh. But in our home, we've switched it up a little bit. We give blessings and affirmations for one another based on that week. And it's not just my husband blessing us. We actively in, you know, turn bless him. And so what it looks like is we go around and I'll say, Devorah, the way you triumphed through that science test, you know, this week, I was proud of you. You put your mind to it. Um, And I don't just bless you, you know, to be like Rachel and Leah, I want to affirm you in the blessing that's over your life right now. We just, and then the kids do it to each other. And then the kids do it to the parents. The parents do it to the kids. And what we experience at that table is a moment of unity and oneness within our family. And I always tell people, I said, my husband and I, if we're ever having an argument or a passionate discussion, which is what I like to call it, it can only last till Friday at five. Because you can't bless anybody if you haven't forgiven them, you know? You right. can't bless anybody with an attitude. And so what the Shabbat table has done is it's created this place of encouragement and unity. And then when we need to talk about things and when we partake in the meal together, there's just this spirit of love, this spirit of oneness is there. And so my aunt and uncle, we're sitting at the Shabbat table, and we did this, and we included them. We affirmed who they were in our lives. They, they in, in turn, did the same thing. And my aunt, when it got to her, as though well, she had tears in her eyes, and she said, I've always wondered how you guys have always been able to be so tight as a unit, as a family. And she said, I love your uncle with all of my heart, but this is my second marriage. And she said, I wonder if I would have had a tool like this, and she's referring to Shabbat, I wonder if that marriage would have survived. Wow. And in that moment, we got to see through demonstration how our embracing of our Jewish roots has been a direct and an indirect impact in the lives of our extended family. And so whenever we have someone that has questions and they don't get it, they see the fruit of what the appointed times have done in our lives. And they're like, okay, we went in, you know, we did a Passover Seder this year and I had about six of my family members come purchase tickets and, you know, they, they came as we, as we did it as a ministry. And so, um, it is definitely been a blessing. It is definitely been fun attacking those questions. And I love to tell people, no, we're not, you know, uh, pretending to be Jewish, no, we're not Jewish. Wh- what we do is we embrace all of who our Messiah is.
0: Mm, I love it. I love it. How else would you say the Lord is using you today, Petra?
2: You know, I love that question as well. You are, you have the best questions, Ethel. Thank you. Um, I would say this, I would say in what I'm doing in this season, so in April, of uh, 2022, this year, um, I took over as president and CEO of The Road to Jerusalem. And prior to me taking over as president and CEO, my father and, and Coach Bill McCartney, their primary focus was trying to educate and, and inform specifically people within the church um, and then it ventured out as they began to develop more relationships in the movement but just to champion and educate on this idea of what is one new man what is this mystery uh, in in Ephesians 2 these two groups, this dividing wall of hostility what does it look like and what can happen if we stand together as one so while they spent many years sojourning in trying to educate and enlighten when the Lord impressed this upon my heart and positioned me to take over the mission and vision, the biggest way in which it shifted is not just taught, but demonstrated. And so what we've been able to do is instead of just telling people the importance of, of, you know, one new man, one new humanity, the importance of Jew and Gentile, one and Messiah, what we do is we have events around appointed times that allow individuals to experience the culture of the Messiah in every event that we do. I don't do it independently. I may understand these things, but I always include my Messianic Jewish brothers and sisters to do it with me. So they're experiencing the Jew and Gentile together as one doing it. And the glory of God has been so tangible at each and every one of these events. For example, we do an initiative where we do Shabbats in urban communities. And, you know, during 2020, just just racial tensions exploded across the nation as we saw the effects of what happened with George Floyd. And I had a lot of my Jewish brothers and sisters calling me saying, Petra, what can we do? What can we do? And I told them, I said, the best thing you can do is introduce the table into the African-American community. Because what happens is we're waiting on the world to tell us that we matter. But we have a table in the presence of Adonai, our father, where we have an inheritance as sons and daughters of the most high God. And at that table, Ethel, we matter. We matter. And so what we've been able to do is do Shabbat in urban communities to give people that are disenfranchised, outcasted, poor, oppressed, and needy, an opportunity to experience the power of the Lord's table and what that can do for our identity and what that can do for an understanding of the power and authority that we have as children of God.
6: Mm. And so
2: the, the the impact that um, I believe that, that I've been able to have and am and continuing to work towards is introducing uh, not just, you know, the body of believers, but introducing the world to the power of God through the appointments that he's given us.
0: Mm, amen. Petra, if somebody wanted to know more about The Road to Jerusalem, what is the website for that? So the
2: website is www.theroad to jerusalem.org you could also find us at the road to well, the
6: important it.
2: is the the because if you just put in road to jerusalem it'll take you somewhere else but we are the road to jerusalem.org or.com
0: mm, fantastic we're just about out of time but quickly what is some way that you would like us to be praying for you or your ministry
2: wow well Ethel, so my my ask would be um, that first and foremost, uh, the biggest way that people can, you know, pray for me or pray for the ministry is to really pray that there would be a boldness um, without, within the, the Messianic movement and empowering in the Messianic movement for Jewish believers to know that they have been chosen and appointed by God to still lead the way in the Great Commission. Part of my call is empowering um, Jewish believers, and with a lot of the rise of anti-Semitism that's been happening, and it's always there, you know, the enemy wants to see God's people afraid. He wants to see them, you know, discouraged, but What I believe is that one of the biggest attacks on the faith has been Jewish believers in their confidence, in their authority, in knowing who they are in Messiah. And the fact that despite the growth of the church or the size of the church, they are still called to be leaders in God's great commission. And as they continue to lead, that the anointing that's on them will draw the Church in relationship to them and, and in alignment with what God has called Messianic believers to, to be and to do. And so if anybody wants to pray for me, it's not even for me specifically, it's for what I feel called to do, which is champion um, Messianic believers to, to be restored in who God has called them to be in the
0: earth. Mm, amen. May it be so in Yeshua's name. Well, Petra, uh-huh. thank you so much. This has been a very enlightening and in Inspiring interview and I want to thank you for being my guest on Bagels and Blessings
2: Thank you, Esso I really am honored to be a guest and I appreciate all the work you're doing um, on your podcast and radio show
0: Thank you, well Shalom for now and I hope that you'll come on the show again another time
2: Most definitely, Shalom
0: He who scattered his
2: wrath
6: We'll gather them again north, from the south, from the east and the west, heart to heart and hand in hand, on the road, on the
1: road to Jerusalem, sing shalom, sing shalom,
6: in the promised land, we will pray for the peace of Jerusalem.
1: Self is our Shiloh Now Jew and Gentile are as one He is the vine We are the branches We're grafted into the
6: sun On the road On the road To Jerusalem Sing Shalom Sing Shalom In the promised land We will pray For the beast of Jerusalem, the city of our God, for Zion's sake do not be silent, we're born for such a time as this,
4: so let your light shine in the darkness,
6: and the love of God be
5: war ich ha donai war ich marcha ja gero donai
0: now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. This is Ethel Chadwick saying, Shalom Alechem, peace be with you. Remember, Every day of your life is an opportunity to be a blessing to someone. Thank you so much for listening to Bagels and Blessings. Shalom.